So. We're gonna work on the goal before, okay? But we're gonna make it more simple. So whatever you were working on before, leave it there for now. Right now, we are going to Do you go, you know, do you get um, high on so 
sleeping pills to sleep. Do you go to play volleyball or something or to the beach, yeah? Number three is the brick wall. What is it out of this goal that you have in front of you that you feel you deserve? What is it that feels in your life that is completely stopping you? And is, you know, when you look at it, you don't see a way around it. It's just a brick wall. And write it down. And write a, a sad level to how true this feels to you. Yeah. So you know what you're dealing with. Again, you can write one, two, and then you have the gist. And then, how difficult is it for you? This is number four to ask for help. Do you tend to stay isolated when you find that you can't solve things and you keep working on them instead of trying to look for help and to, you know, find a solution? Do you just isolate yourself? Or do you go look for streams, for example, like this, that are there to sort of help with this kind of stuff? And what she talks about is funny because it's like the, you know, dark alley where you find yourself alone. It's a, uh, almost kind of used a lot. It, it, it makes me laugh because for me, it's the dark corridor with the little dim light coming out of this door. Oh God. Then, uh, number five is, um, what is it that comes up? When you say, you know, this is what I want, this is what I've done, this is what I've achieved. What does it really come up inside of you as you look at this goal? Like, look for things such as, I am not there yet, or, you know, I can try, but I'll never succeed. So this is like the backpack of belief system bricks that we all carry around and a lot of it usually comes from you know who we grew up with and what we saw also in their struggle but a lot of it many times is also something we do to ourselves because we may conclude that because you know now having had positive experiences or examples of people around us naturally also we have so it doesn't matter where it really comes from. We just are looking for that judgment, you know, which is always, if you're not in a state of love, you're in a state of fear. So remember that, it's always about fear in here. So taking away, if you feel a lot of uh, negative feelings toward yourself because you have this fear and you think you shouldn't have fear, uh, tap on that. Because fear is useful, it's what keeps us alive, and it's also a great fuel when it's used properly, but unfortunately, we have all been taught wrongly, and so, you know, we tend to look at it as, like with the ego, oh, it's a negative thing. It's not, it's actually a very positive. If you didn't have it, you would be here, you would be dead. If 
you've gone down the dark alley and someone would have gotten you, but you were safe because your bodyguards were there. But your bodyguards are not the ones who need to take decisions regarding the other parts of your life. Remember that. So, unless, of course, they're experts in that too. They do exist. So, look behind what's there and is fear of failure part of it? Because that's a big side. And if it is, then write that down as well. Because a lot of times, it's the fear of failure because if we fail, our tribe won't want us anymore. Because a lot of families, they are always there when you're successful. But if you're not something or someone they can use to make themselves look good, they're out because they're like fair weather friends, right? And never really around when you know you need help. They're just there to take. And yeah, there are parents like that. They're called narcissistic parents. Some of them are a bit psychopathic. <laughs> Different level of it, right? So I mean all in all look for the judgment because the judgment is hiding fear and that's what's stopping the process so what I wanted to do was put down your goal so let's all put down that goal I, I, I'm down for you know the three thousand dollars okay sure I'll go with it I'll roll with the punches um, I was putting down three million guys I just want to say holy shit <laughs> My unconscious is so trying to sell sabotage. It's hilarious. All the little things that it does. You know, it's just like really trying so hard. Yep. Wow. I keep seeing it. It's insane. I keep seeing this corridor. Every night I have this freaking dream. There's the corridor. that movie without uh, any sound it, it's so funny I mean any scary movies are this funny so three thousand dollars not three million three thousand dollars three thousand dollars okay or put down whatever goal then whatever you wrote down before about the break about all of that, okay? It's already registered in there, inside of you. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is, let me see if I can turn this So what we're gonna do is, we are going to fear of failure and then we're gonna go in and we're gonna read what we wrote down for each and every number from one to five so 
because I don't know what you wrote down. And I could read what I wrote down, but it wouldn't really make a lot of sense to you, probably. So I could still do that, but what I was thinking was, I would just say, okay, now, you know, say all the list of things that you listed in number one. And then I'll say, say, and then I go down mine mentally and we just tap together and you say yours and I say mine mentally and you say yours out loud. Because it doesn't matter to me. I, I will do it again and again anyway. Like my inner child is so resistant to this whole thing that I have had funny sleeping pattern, I've been feeling sick. Not as sick as, but it's totally like my unconscious trying to say, I'm in charge, you can't do shit about this, I'm not gonna let you. Because that's how scared it is, and the fact that I keep dreaming about a freaking corridor with a crazy dude where they used to do all that crazy shit, um, it tells me exactly where the issue is, but that could also be trying to take me off course, because that's the other thing. So, I've learned through 10 years tapping by myself, sorry. That the best thing to do is to just roll with the punches because sometimes stuff that you never expect comes up and if you roll with it, you'll get there faster. But you'll get there faster at your own pace. Because if it's not at your own pace, it just, it comes back somehow, because when we're not ready to release, it just doesn't work. It's just, it's futile. So that's why now I just, you know, and they do the same thing. These people know the cue, because when you are too tired, when you're released enough, we give off cues like that. So it just takes a little time when we are learning these things and we're learning to work with this stuff to, you know, follow a system. So this is not what I usually do when I deal with day-to-day -day stuff. I just tap. It's much simpler. This is when you have an issue you want to tap on willingly, but unconsciously you have issues with. And so it's a great way to go about it. It does work. And you can use video just like I'm doing. I'm streaming it. So I'll, I'll go back and watch these videos at some point and that will tell me where I am at in that moment by how I truly feel inside of me. And as you do it and you tap, your, the more you expose yourself to the problem, the more you do it while tapping, the more you're going to remove the blockage and you're going to bring all your parts together, which is what one really means, remember that. You cannot manifest until enough of you agrees on the goal and that enough of you needs to be unconscious because if the unconscious says no, sorry, you ain't gonna get it. And if you do, you're gonna lose it and you're gonna lose it bad. And you're gonna end up probably even worse than before. So, it's really shitty. And it's very counterintuitive a lot of this stuff, that's the thing, it's true, like she talks about it. That's why I always talk about Margaret Lynch, because with, when it's about money, 
she is the one who has been focusing on it the most, I find. They all do their abundance stuff, but she has like so much stuff out there just for free that you can tap into. And as you listen and you tap along, you are inputting that information in the unconscious. And the unconscious will link stuff together because it's all about, it's like a judge and a jury all in one. And you have to bring them on your side with evidence. <laughs> That's kind of like, and you gotta be also very simple because it's like having a three-year-old jury and judge in front of you. <laughs> and you have to also understand that humor will get you usually much further but understanding when to use it as well because sometimes you use humor and you get a kickback but the thing is if you're tapping the whole time you'll be fine the secret is tap each time you don't feel good for three to five minutes you'll see over time it's less and less and less and over time you're going off always much faster without doing much because it's a habit because instead of focusing on the low frequency energy and that kind of shit and those kind of habits, you are actually not only removing the blockages, but you're also inputting new happy habits. When you keep listening to stuff that works, like, you know, Margaret Lynch or EFT Universe, or and you listen to these very uh, focused uh, videos on, oh, this is how the brain works, and that, and that, and that, and that, and as you tap, you are literally changing the way you look at things because you're no longer coming from a place of ignorance and power comes from knowledge but the real power comes from people who and from things that are actually hurt in the heart center so if you're just thinking with your head that is like the smallest part of you the brain is like so inconsequential when it comes to bringing it and manifesting stuff but with money because of these blockages and because in my case because it is my ultimate fear <laughs> i don't know how to explain it how it is to grow up in a place where you're basically told by your scary daddy who looks at you and when he's in a pissed off mood his eyes become black you know instead of being brown he actually physically changed and you're a super hypersensitive kid and you feel everything and you find yourself in this very violent environment it's really unsettling so if you wonder why people are in fight or fight all the time that's why because we did not feel safe between the age of zero and seven you know we're fetus i never felt safe and that is a problem and then i was ridiculed because i wasn't feeling safe because my brother was as insensitive as they could come and he could sleep through a fucking bomb. So the crazy people yelling profanities for four or five hours in, in the middle of the night wouldn't wake him up. Me? Not only I would wake up but I couldn't sleep. But then my whole day the next sleep was screwed up. I mean, I was the same because she had to be there for me because I was a little kid. And then she would make me feel guilty because I kept her up. Oh, the times I heard her bitch about it. So you create unconsciously inside of you there are all these layers of guilt and, and it's really hard to, 
to look at this mass of crap and undo it when you can't even remember it. Like when you remember pictures and moments, you know, that's all I got of my childhood. And it's probably a good thing. Because for me, it was not a good time. And when I had a good time for me, it was when I would get lost and do art. And I, I was always, I was obsessed with Tarzan. So I was always trying to create all these, you know, <laughs> I like nature, right? And I, I wanted to fly around like Tarzan. And that was my thing. So in my house, in my bedroom, I was trying with my brother, Sharon. I was always trying to build shit. And yeah, then I would try and, you know, climb stuff. He saved me a couple of times from killing myself. I guess he regretted it later on, but... Yeah, I was a bit of an idiot when it comes to, like, I was a bit too adventurous, I would say. But I was a tomboy, and I, I like to do stuff. I like to create systems. I like to always, I wasn't like the typical girl, you know. Yeah, I would play with dolls, but in a very different way. We would have school time. <laughs> that was funny. So, and then I would grade them. Yeah, I would also grade them, absolutely. I, I, I was obsessed with that. That was very funny. All I know is that my mom would make fun of me, like she, because I was not like the other girls, right? Like she could see it, but she wasn't like the other girls either. So she had some tolerance for that. But in the same time, in many ways, so different than her. And she didn't know what to do with me. And she was the only one who actually had some time for me because the other two couldn't be rid of me faster. And so inside of me, over time, when I started working with my, you know, younger inner child that was so traumatized, there was so much pain there for how she felt neglected and how, you know, this, this idea that she was adopted because I was treated so differently than my brother. And that was from her point of view, right? So whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. That's the point of view that is stuck inside of you. And so what a lot of people fail at is that they look at it and they try and edit these parts because they don't make us feel good when we come from a societal point of view where we always have to show others our best self. Always fake it until you make it. It's all bullshit. That stuff actually hurts you and creates layers of hurt inside of you. And working with tapping over this stuff is really helpful because over time what happens is you learn where to go first to tumble down the whole system so you don't have to really go through a lot of this stuff to get the job done it's more about narrowing it down to what is really the source of this and when you do your investigator work which is what we are doing here it's very important to just be patient and going around it. So when you work with yourself or you work with a client, you get to know what you're dealing with. When you do something for a large number of people, you kind of show them different ways they can go about it. So you'll try different ways and one of them will most likely work better for or lead you to what works to you, for you. So don't just stop, you know, keep searching because the answer is there. 
sometimes the universe makes you wait because you're not ready for it. So when we get in touch, the, the two important things that you always need to remember is ground yourself and do have coherence. And if you don't have a lot of time, that's fine. The times to choose is evening before you go to bed and if you can, in the morning when you wake up. Because then you set the day right and you set the night right. And at night, a lot of stuff happens inside of us. So, don't feel guilty. Do the best you can. Don't feel guilty without tapping. Feel the way you want, but tap on it. Because we need to allow ourselves and our inner child to come out and be who they are. And look at them for who they are. And then when the judgment comes up, don't turn it down. Tap on it. We need to look into these uncomfortable things. Because the only way to embrace them is to first look and understand them. So if you educate yourself on how the brain works, all that guilt and shame goes away. Because you understand at this point it's a matter of mechanics. The machine is built in this way. Sorry. You gotta work with it. And there are ways you can take advantage of it and turn it into a powerhouse to do good and to give you exactly what it is you want when it is. So I always joke, fear what you want to manifest. If you could just have the sense of fear, you know, the same kind of unity inside of you. When we fear something, on each level, we are pretty united in that fear, but mostly our unconscious is right on it. It's like we're surviving. So if we could transfer that to the positive, that's what it really is. Except when we transfer it in the positive, it feels good. It doesn't feel like shit. Because let's face it, if you have lived like those of us who have in constant survival mode, you know it feels like shit. It's horrible. That's why people become drug addicts. Because they're trying to numb that pain. And then depending on the actual pain they have, emotional pain they have inside, they choose a different kind of drugs. To me, those studies are interested, but I don't really give a shit. They, for me, you know, it's like, they call that dialectics. It's like, I enjoy it, but it's useless to a point. So I like stuff that can actually help us get in a better position. All that stuff, yeah, I enjoy it, but who's going to talk for it, yeah? And that's a very survival kind of mechanism mentality. So, with this being said, I would say if you need to pee or if you need to do anything, do it now. So we can tap for whatever long, like 15 minutes. We're not going to do a super long one. Because again, I like to ease into this stuff and I know that it can be, you know, a lot. Especially if you have blockages in this. But if you don't have blockages, then rinse and repeat. You know, you can apply this to everything. All the things that you wrote down. And you can just go in order if you want to. Or follow whatever comes to you. I also have always suggested to all of you to go and check out eftuniverse.org because you get a free mini manual there. I 
am included it also the links and stuff in my course the EFT course and for $1.99 you get the, the free course is free and you learn everything you need there for $1.99 that goes through, toward the organization I'm just gonna keep adding stuff in there basically and I do that because well the owner said you have to charge something charge what you feel sorry or what you feel comfortable with and I said, well, I think everybody can afford that. And so, you know, there you go. So, you don't have to be the top. You can just start with little steps and work with your inner child in that way. Now, a lot of people who go to coaches and stuff like Margaret explains, and it's true because when I took the professional course with the FT Universe, it's the same thing. They train you how to get high ticket clients. That's the whole point. Because when, all of a sudden, when you get a client who is like a minimum of $3,000 package, you sell three, five, ten, it's insane. You know, and people do have that money and people do spend that money because they want a solution and they want it fast. I never, ever, ever in my life put my sight on that because the reason why I've always done this was because around me I had always a lot of people who needed help and didn't have the money to pay. And if they did, they have a little bit of money. So it was validating my belief in scarcity, of course, that's also why. But it's also because there is this thing. So for me, my great drive and the way I bring my inner child on board with this money thing is because I'm saying, hey, we can help more the more we get better at this. And so there is a bigger reason for her to be on board because she couldn't give two shits about having a lot of money and all that stuff, but just couldn't care less. Because honestly, I don't really need a lot. I'm quite happy, you know, even if I had a tiny place like this and I didn't have to deal with mice and certain things, yeah. But I don't need that much compared to most people to be happy. Because for me, I'm mostly... You know, leaving my head in a way, and my, I don't know, I've always been kind of like manifesting stuff if I want it. But I mostly enjoy more like a stream, a picture. It, it's not this, you know, materialistic stuff that makes me so happy. I enjoy it, and I like to have the freedom for that, yes. But it's not so much for me about it. And for security, I'm kind of like a person who's always believed in, well, when I need something the universe will provide somehow, I'll be fine. And it's as long as I go on my, you know, straight and narrow path and I'm not being a jerk, you know, if I'm trying to hurt someone else, I usually get slapped pretty fast in my, you know, <laughs> before anything else can. Even if I say stuff without tapping, I'll, I'll, I'll hit my head. It's like, it's really funny. It's instant karma for me. So I usually, if I'm in a pissy mood and I'm like, oh, whoa, I just start tapping right away. So that neutralizes. And that has helped me so much in everything in my life. There is no way I could have been able to face anything I've been going through in this past four years, five years, without having done this much of tapping. And five years ago, Three years ago, last year, I could have not done all this work without falling asleep, having a total meltdown, eat 
eating 12 freaking donuts, you know, like, this is the kind of shit that would happen because my unconscious will flip out from fear, will make me do stuff that it knows that I, if I eat chocolate, if I drink too much coffee, name it, I, I will have an overreaction to it, and then I will have a huge migraine, I will puke for a whole day, nothing, because you puke nothing, because you have nothing in your stomach. If you drink water, you puke it. It's like the worst freaking... My whole life. This has been my whole fucking life. And with age, it gets worse because your liver gets worse and, you know, <laughs> that doesn't help. Your liver, the pancreas, you know, everything gets kind of like, so tired of this, right? So it's not a good thing, right? So the motivation for me for changing this is real. But the fear is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to constantly work with my inner child on this and if you have negative feelings and if you harbor these negative feelings toward it you need to deal with those first so I call them the hot fires if you don't put out the fires you cannot focus on the other stuff because it's dialectics it's not important grammar is not as important as learning how to say the words when you learn a language. First you learn the words and then you go into the minutia of the grammar. And so, yeah, it's very much like that. And our unconscious, when we're triggered, our unconscious knows it all, has all the answers. They're all your brain has everything that you've been around that you are not conscious of because you even in the moment you didn't pay attention to it. Your unconscious did. So all the answers are there. This is a great tool to get real answers from yourself as well. So when people ask for readings and stuff, for example, I prefer it if they start tapping and they tune into themselves. So when the answers actually come through because the energy is flowing properly from them, because the energy to the cards comes from us, not the cards. The cards have no freaking energy on their own. I mean, they do have their own energy, but they're a tool we're using. It's like... You know, they come to life when we give it energy. So they have their own energy, but it needs us to turn it on. And I haven't established which part of... Are we the plug? Are we, you know, the socket? <laughs> Never mind. <clears throat> so, go take a break. I'll, I'll put 10 minutes break. Because I love this stuff. I can talk about it forever. That's my whole life. My whole life is this, you know. Because now, you see, everything I live through in my life is slowly coming back to me. As I work through the blockages. And when this stuff comes back, then, because I've learned a lot, and I keep learning, because there's so much to know about this, it's insane. And I have those memory recall problem, right? So that's why I write it down and I look at it so I don't forget it in the moment. And it all floods back and it's like, oh yeah, do you remember? It's insane, it's awesome. I love this stuff, but I can, I, I'm really bad with this. I can go on forever. Then I burn out and then I need to recover. So I'm, I'm trying not to do that. I'm really, I've been good at it, actually. So I'm going to put the timer because that helps me 
even though I have to restart it sometimes, but I won't have to now. Because I always have gazillion chores to do, like everybody else who has a real life, right? So, I'm going to put that on in 10 minutes, and then I'm going to come back. And that also will give you the time if you have to finish clarifying your ideas. But don't make it too hard for yourself. Just go, pun intended, with the flow. Yeah, I thought about it after. I chose a name that is literally everywhere. But then I thought it's kind of good, though. Because in that way, it's going to help me to feel better. Because the things I wrote down when that came up, for example, for me, was, you know, I deserve this much. Whatever. Yeah, right. Nobody looks at me seriously. I have no clue how to get more views, so whatever. Nobody... I can't even read what I write. Yeah, I also write like a chicken when I'm like that. That's my unconscious unhappiness there. Nobody ever wanted to pay for it. Oh, it's not true, but that's what come, came up, right? And who would, have, who would have ever paid me for that? Come on. <laughs> Those are just a few. It's because I didn't give myself enough time. If I give myself enough time, I have pages of this shit. It's, it's like, fine. But the thing is, they're all in the same group. So usually, when we tap on some, then the others go down together. And that's the next thing that you're gonna learn. It's about events. But we're gonna get into that in the next little bit. So we'll take a break, stretch your legs, and because it's important. It's been 38 minutes, it hasn't been long, I know. But we'll need some juice for this next part. And so let's say 10 minutes. Does that sound good? If anybody's out there, let me know. Whatever you do to relax yourself, you know, even, even if it's just stopping alone, does it, right? But, whatever. Alright, see you very soon. I love doing that. I feel like I'm a magician, guys. Yeah, I'm a total kid. I will never grow up. Because growing up is a trick, and I'm not doing it. <laughs>
See? You're always late. That's my mother. <laughs> and it's not that it's wrong because when we have an appointment and we're late, it's disrespectful also to other people you have an appointment. But that's not why it's happening. It's really because for me, time escapes me. I get lost in whatever I'm doing, and before you know it, it's gone. I used to wear a watch, and I gave it up when my father died 15 years ago. I just, because I realized that the course in the watch was bothering me. So I just finished. And also, I realized that I was literally watching the, you know, looking at the watch, every watching the watch, yeah. Every two seconds, it was like this tick I had, you know. So I said, fuck this, I'm not living my life like that. And so I threw it out, and, I mean, I didn't throw it out, but I put it away. And I just never use it again, and I never want to watch again. And I film it much better because of it. But I had all these chains, you know, so when she wrote the chains thing there, it made me laugh because it brought me back to those memories a little bit. She 
goes in the yard that she enjoys seeking out barriers. So all in all, she knows like because she's she's been leaning all over with us. <laughs> this is a pretty good deal right now. She knows it. So let's get interesting. Yeah, spoon, you know, you know then she needs to do zigs around and the zoomies. She doesn't realize because she's only a puppy, right? But most elves don't get in the city. They don't have what they have. Especially in our money bracket. <laughs> but, you know, my goal is a little different. So. Because, you know, British Columbia is one, like, there is this dude who goes everywhere. He has a YouTube channel. He likes to do all this very sensational stuff, right? You know, um, he likes to deal with. He's, in my opinion, like it's called cult, cult, but whatever. It could just not be, right? You never know. But he talks about all these uh, alien, you know, invasions, <laughs> all these different creatures, and Bigfoot, and all this stuff, and. You know, they all do the same thing, right? The intro song and all their editing, and it's like they build it up, and it's like watching a Hollywood flick, basically. And it's just like whatever. But this being said, the reason why sometimes I like to watch his stuff is because he goes to the places and he shows you these beautiful freaking places in nature, and I'm like, uh, so it helps me visualizing. Also, when I want to draw up something, if I have a picture sometimes in front it inspires me, like, a lot of times I just either, you know, look at if Bob Ross is painting something, then I look at it and I'm like, okay, because I have this program that allows you to paint kind of like similar to him, and so, and there's lots of programs to allow you to do that, you can create your own paint brushes and stuff, but I'm not that good yet, <laughs> so I'm working on it. But it's really cool because you can just paint along and, you know, if I actually became better at it, I could paint along with him or, you know, there is another dude who teaches this online and I started with him actually. But he does more like real oil painting like Bob Ross. So me, I just like to take what they do and do digital. And I love when I watch these pictures and stuff and this guy goes to places that are fucking amazing, this man, whatever. But he was in British Columbia, and he's like, yeah, if you don't know, he goes, this is so funny, because I was watching it, and I was like, I always thought this is so gorgeous here, it's like, when I came here, I was looking at the nature, and I was like, oh my god, this looks like Walt Disney, you know, the trees, how they draw it in there, I just was stunned, I was like, God, this is so gorgeous. There are squirrels in the middle of the city. In Italy, you don't even find them in the freaking mountains because they kill everything. The hunters, they, they have to repopulate the mountains in Italy. It's not a joke. So I was stunned by all this. Like, we have wildlife everywhere here, and we're in the middle of the city. But, um, you know. I haven't been out there enough times. That thing. I've been. I moved here and I was trapped in this poverty mindset from years of, you know, from seeing my dad lose everything and going through all this trauma. 
and without knowing all the other trauma I had attached to money. And basically, so unknowingly, right, all I did was work my ass off, always with a plan, always, you know, it wasn't like just shit that came out of my ass. We were doing stuff that was really good. It's not about what you know, it's about how you do it and how you feel about it and who you know also sometimes. But really, when you have these blockages inside of you, this basic survival fear, nothing else works. And I know it because my mom can attest to this. I have tried so many things. And it's not that I wasn't good at that, at doing, especially some of them. I was really freaking good at it, but when you don't have this belief for whatever reason, and you have that fear, you will, even if you get it, it's going to be a struggle, it's going to be painful in every freaking way, and then you're going to lose it, and you're going to end up exactly where you started, because that is the unconscious programming that is running the show. So, for me, when I watched The Secret, I understood everything about it, because by then, I had already reached a level where I could... I, I saw it, I knew. And then, <laughs> then I my dad died. That was the nail in the coffin. And my dog. It was the, that's it. <laughs> that's for me, I went over the edge because when I at twenty eight I lost my drama. That leaving her there, seeing her go through the pain, for me as someone who takes care of others naturally. It was a pain, the anger, I cannot describe the levels of things I've had to work through just to reach a level where I would think about this stuff and not either burst into anger or cry. And I can still hear it in my voice and feel it here, but it's nothing compared to before. So it is what many people go through today, and all of this stuff goes into the money issue because it's all tied into it for all of us. Unless you were born and raised on a trust fund and even then those people are even more scared than us because they don't even know how to live without comfort. If they I had many of these people tell me, if I had to live like you, I don't know what I would do. I would have already killed myself. You know, especially when I was covered in psoriasis. And I was covered. I looked like a fucking burn victim. It was crazy. I know the pain. I know 24-7 pain. If you have never had this, I guarantee you, it'll drive you mental. And, you know, so when people go, oh, I'm sorry, you're vegan. It's like, I'm not. Because before I was vegan, I was sick, like, holy shit. So I'm much better now, thanks. And honestly, I don't crave any of that stuff. It's very rare now. But I had to work hard on a lot of things because when you have so much trauma, having help really does help. And the thing is, even if I had the help, I would have taken it at some point. But I, I did go through times where that black tunnel for me, all over, like, I wouldn't go for help. Because you all you do is you want to borrow, you know, as far as possible, and just disappear, and just cease being. That's 
what happens. So when you reach that level, it's really difficult to just turn it around, especially if you if you don't use tapping. It's like you know, if I had known tapping back then, it would have been a joke. And that's why I'm so passionate about this stuff. It's because I don't do this. I this is not even what I focus on. I am not trying to have a coaching business. I don't give a shit about it. I want it. I just use it in what I do because I know it's great and it has helped me in ways that, you know, when I was attuned to the Reiki Master, I went from having all these issues, it was the same as when I was on Macrobiotic as a child. We had everything was the same, the stressors, the pedal, the, the psychopath that, you know, owned the building, my dad being insanely crazy, uh, it was just like a shit show still but because we were eating properly and we were balanced physically it actually had a whole different effect on us we were looking at it through a different lens so even if you change one of the three parts of you the others will have an easier time and i've seen it as a child as a child you cannot convince me of one thing or another i was just an observer and i saw what happened and my unconscious registered it so there are many things that all these people try and sell you that with me is like, I know better because I've witnessed it, not once, twice, over many decades. But still, I fell for some bullshit because the blind spots, right? The, uh, what were your parents doing? What were they believing in? So what was the narrative you grew up with? And those are the blind spots. And we don't always remember those things consciously but our unconscious surely does, and it keeps running, running, running. So if you just train yourself to tap every time you're unhappy, there you go. You don't have to worry about all of this process. If this kind of process stresses you out, don't do it. Do it the way I do it. It will take you there anyway. My problem with money, doing it the way I do everything else, which I've been successful at because I used to be, everything used to trigger me. Now it's not the same. However, <laughs> it's also been four years online, I guess. Over time, you go, fuck it, I don't give a shit anymore. It's true. But over time, you know, these triggers went away because I relentlessly tap on them. Because that was the only thing I could think about that I could do regularly. And that, you know, what are you going to do in your child? I'm tapping, I don't give a shit. You're gonna give me a headache? I don't tap, I just touch and breathe. I give myself freaky. I am still applying these things, I just do it slightly different. So, I was, I've been relentless in this, and that has been the game changer. So, I can tell you anybody, if I did it, anybody can do it. Really. Because, I don't think your inner child will be as opposed unless you have severe trauma inside of you and if you even if you do your makeup may be more fluid you know and eager to change we're not all slow at the change so but if you are don't feel so bad <laughs> you know it's not that it's not that it's at some point it's like if that's what you got that's what you got you know whether you're happy or not 
that's what you got, so you might as well be happy. So at least, yeah, it's slow, but at least you're having a good time. <laughs> that's my opinion, but I like to see the glass half full if I can, so I try. It's not always possible. We think, right? So think about fear. Think about that thing that you really want to manifest. Again, the idea of the $3,000 is more to have an idea of sort of, you know, don't go for the moon yet, go for something that, yeah, it's a bit there, you may be outside your comfort zone, but not so outside that it's impossible. So we will be able to actually work on concrete stuff, not just having you know, in our fantasy world, which is the upper chakras. So we're going to bring it down into more reality, the lower chakras, because that's where things happen. That's where a lot of people, you know, keep the manifestation up here and nothing happens because it's always up here. If you want to manifest, you need to bring it all the way down to your root chakra. And if you have blockages in the lower chakras, which is usually the case, if the techniques, don't worry, just fucking tap on it. It's not that hard. Well, unless you have this insane fear inside of you that says, no, 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 then you are gonna say no to it. It's still not that hard. Yeah? <laughs> I could have done this five years ago if, five years ago, my inner child wasn't as shit scared. <laughs> it just takes time. But I honestly found out about a lot of myself when I was 35, right? Because until I was 35, I thought that I was uh, really screwed up because I was attacked when I was 10 by a family friend. And, you know, I escaped. But that, that really scarred me, basically. And after that, that's why I never dressed like, you know, a hoe. I never tried to attract attention. Because I learned that basically I wouldn't put myself in that position. Also, that's why I like to wear really comfy clothes. It's because it's comfy, but also if I gotta kick your ass, I can. And so, you know, it's true that heels sometimes can be really good as weapons, but I'm not a violent person, that's the thing. So for me, number one thing was avoidance. And again, when I learned about people, women, high masking on the spectrum of autism, these are all traits. <laughs> I'm like, bingo, bingo, bingo. It's like, holy shit. So my life, literally, for the most part, I would avoid situations that could bring me down. But then, because I always attract assholes, it's just unbelievable. Because that was the pedal. That was the crazy people I grew up around, right? So I was re-attracting the same situation, just slightly differently. But because I wasn't aware of my past, because I didn't remember it, I had no clue why this shit was happening. And I thought all kinds of things about myself, you're going nuts, you're this and that. So when I found out the truth, it dawned on me, right? I had a bunch of combinations, so like, oh my god, you know? And that's where you change, look at what you're looking at. But that certainly didn't take away the pain, the frustration, the layers of disconnection and, you know, parts of you that don't agree with each other. That had, did not take away that. Those are stored in your body. But tapping does take away that. And that is the beauty of this. It's free. It's easy to do. And it works. You know? I'm not trying to convince you. Because ultimately nobody can convince you of anything. I'm just trying to give you enough information. So if you do choose to turn it down, at least 
I've done everything I could to help you start. And maybe one day, you know, even those who say no, no, they will do it. You never know. I just, you know, whatever works for you, that's ultimately the goal. So fear of failure is a big thing. Let's focus on that because a lot of this stuff are also tied into that. And also these merits sparkle up some more things for us. So we're still poking around, we're looking at what's there, going in, tiptoeing, coming back a little, all right? So if you look at your goal, the fear of failure, is, is it there for you? And what comes up when you look at this? What kind of fears really come up? And what is the sad level? If you have this fear of failure and if you don't then write down how convinced you are that you're gonna get this you know how positive you are on it so pick whichever write down what you're picking so you don't forget or get confused if you're like me and let's see
think in those terms and start tapping on your artichoke point and breathe through your heart in and out imagine this beam of beam of golden light going in and out of your heart as you breathe in and out don't forget to breathe because a lot of us who have real trauma we it's not a joke we stop breathing we actually use like half of our lungs or less people who they always have this shallow breathing it's part of the so I deserve and just say that and see how you feel and write down how you feel and which part of your body gives you a signal of, you know, <laughs> doesn't feel so good. But we're just tapping through the point, so you can tap with one hand and write with the other if you want to. So whatever comes up, if you already wrote whatever comes up, then um, repeat that and if you didn't it will be stuff like whatever yeah right you're never gonna get that those are the things that usually come up as I deserve this you know and right away what thought do you get and so go with that Just say the list you wrote down or whatever comes up, just voice it. two and that is what gets in your way how do you procrastinate when you have to achieve and you have to do your work your internal work how do you procrastinate on that so for me it's chores dogs then when I try and support other people in their streams and um, various distractions, you know, minor things like, oh, I can't focus because, you know, they are drilling next door. <laughs> and it's true, it does bother me, but it's also fun to procrastinate. And then I also love to watch shows and sometimes I just, you know, they're lost it's another way to procrastinate so list yours as we tap through the points
she's listening. See, I told you, she makes the noises when I say breathe in and out, let go. <sighs> it's like, do you understand what I'm saying? Spiders, like I know they're ugly to some and scary, and it's true. Part of me still is like, ugh. But they're not ugly, honestly. After I read Charlotte's Web, uh, I changed my mind. <laughs> it really was like, see? <laughs> that child inside of me, I mean. Alright, so now. I just like to make it a little less heavy sometimes if I feel it's a bit too much. Because this is hard for me to work on. And I'm assuming if people are watching this, it may be hard for them too. If it's not, thank you for your patience. So the prequel, what feels in your life is stopping you. Because there is no way around it. For me, it's be taken seriously, even if I don't dress up like those corporate people, even if I don't operate like neurotypical people, even if I don't have a lot of people in high places who vouch for me or care about me, even if I don't have anything on my side, basically. And, you know, basically the other thing is there is no way that um, I would find the proper way to even market because I have such an opposition to that. And also there is no solution, like that's what comes up for me. It's like, there is no solution. It, it's not even wanting to go there. <laughs> so, something similar for you, probably, you know, not similar, but something like that will come up. And let's tap on that for you. I just want to let you have around so you voice your own stuff. Just put your hands in your heart center and where your color ponies, you can just put them right there. And ask yourself, can you ask for help when you need help? Or do you just stay isolated and try and resolve your issues on your own? And do you see like that dark alley in front of you? And as we're tapping on this, and right now we're just directly on our heart because usually when we are in that situation, it's very painful, we're in a painful state, and so the heart is really affected. So let's just feel into that and see how you feel. Do you have things that come up for you, and how opposed are you? Do you have a sad level to this? If you do, you can write it down. You 
can always just keep one hand there and write it down. Come back to it. It's all relaxed, so don't make it complicated for yourself. This stuff, the universe has so many ways to work with these things that in reality, you know, there are no limits in reality. It's just what works for us, for, you know, how we are in this moment. I don't know, maybe that wasn't so clear, I'm sorry. But... <laughs> there are many ways to, to go about this, and they all work. It's just more about you learning to get in touch with yourself and learning how to work with your inner child and how the brain works so you can actually see the signs and recognize what's going on. That's all it really is. It's it's not super complicated. It's more about understanding certain things. So that's what I was trying to say very badly. And so now stay there with your hands and feel that backpack on your back. Okay, all of these thoughts that come up whenever you look at your goal. Three thousand dollars. I deserve this. What comes up? Oh, I'm not there, and, you know, I'm just not there, and I never would make this money, and the reason why is I'm just not there, and this means that, you know, I'm a loser, or I just give up, I, I, I'm not resourceful, I don't have the skills, I'm just trying to give you so many different options. Um, you know, I'm just very unlucky, the universe doesn't love me. That's a fact. I mean, I've never had good luck in my life. <laughs> whatever comes up, write it down. It's not stupid, whatever comes up, even if it seems stupid to you. Look for that judgment. Where do you judge yourself? How do you judge yourself? And what is the sub-level with that judgment? How does it really feel inside of you? Where do you feel that judgment? watching me right now, I would not be shitting my pants. I'd be like, right on. I got a better chance to change this world for the better. So, it doesn't matter. For me, that is really not an issue. What is my issue is the fear that comes from that side of me from childhood. And that is such a strong habit inside of me now that it just keeps coming up. It's like, that's my issue. So me, I need to tap on the fear of what I can't fucking remember because the only thing I got is, so I'm going to tap on this myself. I don't want to do it here though, because if 
really disturbing stuff comes up, I don't want to do it on the stream. It's just not proper. So, but I will show the principles of how to do it, which is different. So what I will do, because this is what I keep seeing, is the corridor, the dark corridor. And I am writing it because I forget. In the basement of the building, with the dim light. And Carlo, because that was his name, and which was the same name of my grandpa. And that's why I actually, when my grandpa died, like I always, in my brain, my grandpa and this crazy man were somehow linked as a child. These are all things that you realize as you tap on things. And my grandpa was kind of, you know, a chauvinist and he was a good person, but he was an asshole with women. And so, <laughs> basically, they were, um, and my uncle also, Carlo, but he was the opposite. That's Giancarlo. But they call him Carlos sometimes. So that name for me is always being kind of, you know, a trigger. And in my brain, I, I never realized this. But in my brain, that's why a part of me never trusted my grandpa. It's because he had the same name as the crazy person. And he died when I was seven. So he died the year after my grandma died. And so it's not like I spent a lot of time with him. But yeah, like those are, are the way our brain functions, right? Like to keep us safe. So Carlo was his name and he was in that garage and basically, um, that's what keeps popping up for me. Every time I try and dive into all of this, my brain keeps coming up. It's not even so much or you're not good enough because that's not even really an issue anymore because even though nobody in my life really believed in anything that I would do or like be ridiculed at Taro, everything even though I have a track record they always still treat it like shit but inside of me that's not an issue anymore when I looked at this all I keep getting is this corridor with this light and, and that's it and then I wake up <laughs> So I'm gonna just tap on that basically. That's a technique. When you don't have anything else, you tap on what you got and you start from there. But because of the nature of this, I'm not gonna tap on that with you guys. I'm just gonna tap on, I'll pick something less heavy. I'll have to think about it. Or if any of you has anything you wanna tap on, you can do any of your, and you can keep it, um, you know, anonymous. You just tell me what you, need to work on and what your narrative is and then I'll just play it as if it was me you know it's okay you can literally give me a script and I'll just say the script for you if you want to that's totally fine because that's what this stream really was always about it was about bringing together people who want to tap together who want to do things together because we don't all have three grand to spend on a coach to help us and that's a fact so 
you know, and ultimately, this kind of work works really well when you do it with other people. So, at this point, whatever comes up for you has a sub-level. Write it down. Because for me, when I see that corridor, the reason why I wake up is because my sub-level of being freaking out is at a 10. So when I wake up, I'm usually like this. <laughs> and then I relax and I realize, oh, that was a dream. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's totally about survival. And at this point, because I'm used to feeling, and <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I've kind of expected because for me, I've learned in my life that I need to do things and I need to really learn them before I can just be good at something. I usually just have to, you know, try it in many different angles. I also like to play with things and understand them because I like to understand systems. So it's not really a big deal for me. The failure has never really phased me. Like if if that was the case, I would have never succeeded in anything. And yeah, like horseback riding, I was really good at from the get go. Like the first moment, I was on a horse. The, the teacher, I fucking hated that moment too because I am really shy and I hate when someone compliments you because again, I have this rapport with success equals you're in danger, people will envy you and hate you and try to take you down. Survival for me, it's always about survival. And she looks at me in front of all these people and goes, are you sure you've never been on a horse before? Your posture is amazing. I think they went all shades of all kinds. And then the chick that I was there with, there were two sisters. And the older one who was closer to my age, she was picked relentlessly on by a mother. She was brutal with that daughter. Because she wasn't very athletic and it looked like, you know, she was a little potato. And I didn't mind because I honestly, I love chubby people. Like, I feel really, like my mom was chubby and I just... I don't know how to say it, it's just, it's really relaxing for me to be around that. I, it's not that I don't like skinny people, it's, it's not that the case, it's not. It's just I find that a lot of people who are really, really skinny or fit are more nervous and are more like, you know, and I'm more like, I love relaxation myself. So, for me, it was never a big deal. But, um, I forgot now what I was saying, correct? Yeah, I do that. That's why now I write it down. I try and follow. What was I seeing from? from? Come on, give me, give me, give me the cue. Give me a man. Give me a car. Give me a canoe. I can't say any words because any anything I say about you know yummy stuff, they just understand now. So I have to be careful. So, anyway, I forgot what I was saying. It doesn't matter. When you write down your sub-level, then leave it at that for a bit. And, and kind of like, you know, if you just want to ease into this, just tap again when you read this stuff out loud, whatever you wrote down. Or just say what you wrote, the sub-level if you wrote, and measure at the end where it's at and just leave it at that for now 
If you want to go deeper, of course, feel free to do so. But... I need a break from it now. Like, I'm... You know, it's not that I, I can tap. I just... I won't tap specifically on that. I, I want to tap on that phone, to be honest. Like, that's a, the scene. I'll, I will tape on myself. Um, but I'll just do it here, so... And, um... Yeah, I'll just try and work on that and see what comes up. And that's it, you know? What we can do now, though, because, you know, I like to be good and not positive. So, again, we we'll always want to end in positive. So, even though I'm gonna finish my work now on this $3,000. I'm sorry guys about that. I just asked him to close the door because he was coughing and he just had to shut up. So I'm sorry you have to witness the truths of how abusive people and narcissistic idiots behave. I'm tapping, so, yeah, it is what it is. So, even though we haven't finished what we were doing because we need a break, and even though I'm a little ticked off right now because of how the way I've been treated, <laughs> I want to finish this session in the positive. So, we're going to put all of this thing, again, you can put it in a box, a container, whatever you want. And it's gonna stay there until I'm ready to work on it again. And until then, my unconscious and my inner child will just relax about this. And if there are any issues that I need to tap on, I'll just tap on it for three to five minutes and I'll be fine. But I don't foresee that happening. And if you do foresee it, just say that and just say that you will tap on it and you will calm yourself down. So you're setting yourself up for something better basically without excluding what could happen that is not exactly what you want. And um, I feel I've done pretty good work and I feel I've really pinpointed or I got in closer to the source of the issue and I feel I've released a bit of stress and if it's not true say you know I didn't release a bit of stress say whatever comes to you but you can just repeat what I say and that'll work as well just so you know so feel free to do what comes to you change the words don't change the words whatever and this pain that I may be still holding on regarding fear of failure and how I've been programmed to fear failure, it's all good stuff and I can come back and work on any of this stuff that I wrote down in my list today and in this session. And when I come back, I will be 
I need to move forward and remove more of those blockages and I'll also be able to um, narrow it down to what actions I can take today to get closer to my goal. So whatever blockages in my belief system are still there, I'm going to, for the moment, put them with the rest of this visualization in my nice trusty chest that I like to put in a Y under a palm tree because that's just like what I like and I'll come back to it when I have time and I need to but if all of a sudden I was to feel uncomfortable and something may come up I will just start tapping and I know that I can recreate this piece inside of myself that just recreated today while working through all of these different blockages. <sighs> and so it is. And there you go. Say whatever comes to you because we all have our own needs. For me, I find they always kind of change so I go along with comes up and for me I'm gonna work on that thing myself so I've kind of narrowed it down to okay that is the issue I honestly am so tired I keep having these dreams about that building and it wasn't really that beautiful of a building so <laughs> it's not even like I'm dreaming about some great architecture or something <laughs> where you know I look at it and I'm like oh, you're so beautiful it's so beautiful. Alright, I like when I look at my fufu. But see, luckily when I wake up, my puppies are there. And so I feel good. My puppies! I hope I don't kick them, you know, when I'm asleep. I'm usually under the cover, so... I can't really... means that all the work I've done on the money, like all this circling around and this general videos following their ways, they have obviously worked. I mean, Brad Yates and Margaret Lynch. And I haven't even, like, I looked on the FT universe, but they don't have anything specifically on money. Like, they don't have a list or something, so I have to sort of scavenge through all their different videos to find. I will. It's just, you know, Anyway, I hope you are getting somewhere with this stuff. I hope you're learning some things that may help you in this way. If you feel really stuck or you feel your sub level is really high and it's just too much, go in much slower. You know, again, zoom out. Don't be... When we tap on fear, fear is the next time and the next tapping. What we are going to do is 
and that's what I'm gonna do for the corridor. I, I just I wanted to add this because that's what I wanted to say before it came back. What you wanna do next after you do all this and when you bring your sub level below five so it's not too high up, you zoom in and you ask yourself, where do you feel this tension? How does it feel and all of that? But also, when was the first time that you felt in that way? And you circle around that. So that's zooming in the actual event that brought this problem. And the first event with the highest sub-level is what usually we go for because when we take down those legs of the table, which is fear, Tabletop is fear. The legs are the events, and that's what we go at to take down the table. If you push on the tabletop, you're not getting anywhere. So, right now we've been doing the circling around, looking at what's there. This is the process of discovery. Then, you go again to the process of zooming in and actually pinpointing where they started from the event and so then the pain the feelings they're there and those are the ones that are keeping us up and there may be more than one but when you start tapping on tapping <laughs> I love that on the actual events that's when you will start seeing really the kickback from your unconscious because that's when we're starting to pump it up. So if I'm already having this reoccurring dream about like this is so specific, you know? Like I, before when I was like this, when I was really stressed out, I would get a series of different things that would appear. It was never just and as I'm talking about this to you, my stress level is not tapping, it's going up. And I'm feeling my chest and I'm feeling my head. Like, this is happening for me. Whatever I've been doing with you guys, it's working. Because I have never been this close. Like, this revelation actually came up to me. I've always known this. I've always remembered this piece of the corridor. I was really young. I was like five. Five or six. And I was with my friend, and my friend said to me, you know, in there, there is Carlo, and you know what they do in there? And because I heard my parents and talking with their relatives and about it, I knew what they were doing in there. And the fear, and because m my friend who told me this, he was actually sent to the hospital because Carlo picked him up and threw him a few meters when he was pissed one day. You know, he was just in, in his way. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And they had to bring him to the hospital and get stitches because... So, it's a whole fear came upon me. And I would dream about this sometimes, but it wasn't just that. I would dream about them throwing out the cats. I would dream about when he almost hit me and my friend with that huge light that could have totally killed us or 
put us out of order, but yeah. I dream about his crazy sister yelling at me when I peed in my pants that one time when I froze, and that was the only and last time that I froze like that ever. But never just this constant, reoccurring freaking dream. And then I am in this parking lot with these trees and these lights, these orange lights. I don't know where that is. I don't remember it. But it's reoccurring that too. These two keep coming up. So I'm gonna, but that is not as scary. This is the one that is as big. So I'm gonna tap on that. But this is what I'm dealing with. When you don't remember shit, you're going with what you got. And guess what? A lot of times, it works much faster. And I don't usually talk, by the way, when I tap. I just, I actually. I, I've done tapping rounds where I just would swear if I was really angry, you know? For someone who abused me, I would just call out names and whatever was coming up. I spent time crying, you know, just humming. <laughs> it all works. But I prefer using sound now. So that's why, for example, when I watch all music considered, because I really love the kind of music and how they play everything. Like I just, they're the kind of vibes that are good for me. So you find the vibes that are good for you if they're not the kind of vibes that you like. So I sing along when they're singing, when he's singing, George is singing and stuff. And I really like the deep, you know, woo, I, I enjoy that very much. It feels so good inside of me. Because for me, it's all about the root chakra. And it's not because I don't feel safe, not because of anything else but the fact that I went through all of this shit and it's really lodged inside of me and then I am sure because it's just coming up right now for me that also I'll probably start working on how when I was in my mom's belly how that affected me but that's a bit more you know other techniques with it too so it's not as much about that I really liked hypnosis and I like when uh, like my colleague didn't believe in uh, regressional hypnosis, past life regression or something like that, but I really like it and I did get certified in a lot of different shit through Udemy because I really enjoy it. So I've actually used that on myself before, but when I try and go into my childhood stuff, again the same thing happened, right, I just zone out because it's just too much. So it's getting in touch with that part of me is what has been difficult for me as well so you know you're most likely will have an easier time that's what i'm trying to say if you don't have such huge blockages but if you don't don't feel bad about it you know to a child whether it's um you know the huge problems we have in our buildings or you know someone just telling that child you're an idiot and you'll never make it the result inside of the child can be very similar. The only difference is if it's a one-time thing or if it's a constant. When constantly you're emotionally abused, it actually has more longer repercussions on us than when it's also in actuality. And I don't know why, they don't know why, I don't think they don't fully understand it. 
they're trying to study this, but um, so it's it's not less damaging to someone. So don't feel bad. Don't when you don't feel bad without tapping again. If you, you know, judge yourself because you think you're being weak, that's funny. Just do it while you talk. Look for that judgment. Write it down. Do your homework properly by writing down what you feel, what you're working on. And when you work, go back and you read that stuff, then it will help you assess where you're at and how the work you've done is working on you. Because as you explore what works on you, you will change your tactics along the way and that's why we learn this stuff you know and different techniques along the way because it helps you get there faster if you do it in this way for me fast wasn't necessary because i wasn't survival mode and i still am dealing with that but now i am actually able to deal with it without falling asleep or going into a rage or you know start overeating and all that shit. so Obviously, I'm in a much better place, but it took me five years to get here of actually working on it. And the shame and the feeling of never making it, always worried about money, it's a horrible fucking feeling to have inside of you. And it makes you feel like you're a loser, you're all kinds of things, but I had to work on a lot of those things. And I did. So, I'm sure whatever is left over will come up now, so... I may be surprised of how much is left over or not because I mean honestly I'm actually exactly this is exactly where my unconscious wants me to be I know this I'm not saying it lightly I know this this is safe nobody would ever want this <laughs> nobody would ever pay attention to this and so yeah I mission accomplished I'm safe <laughs> I'm so safe, well, I could be in the middle of the street safe soon enough, right? <laughs> so, how safe are you really? <laughs> but according to her standards, this is safe. So when you realize this, you can start working with it. I don't feel, um, you know, pissed with myself. That's how I used to feel. I don't feel any kind of negative thing because I am in this situation other than well, what are we going to do about this now? Come on, let's work it out. So I have built a good rapport with my inner child over these five years. I have worked hard on myself, work hard in a smart way, and I have really healed those wounds from, you know, all the things that happened in my life. Not everything, but the biggest fires are out. So now, that's why I'm able to do this, and... I'm actually really pleased by this very specific memory because it's really showing me that, wow, you know, it's really, really working. And I honestly didn't think it worked this last but we'll see how fast I can manifest now, right? Because that will be the real thing. So, I'm open, you know, whatever it takes, I will do. And yes, if at this point in my life, Someone who is as good as Margaret Lynch would come along and say, I'll help you. And when you do make the money, you will pay me back. I would do that. Because then, obviously, it would put the pressure on them as well to actually, you know, help me for real. <laughs> make the money so I can pay them, right? So, yeah, I would totally do that. 
Because for me, it's not about getting freebies. For me, it's about really, I just never had the money. I never could have done that. Because if I did that, like when I signed up for the professional course, I had to skimp on everything else and then I had to give it up because I just couldn't keep going. It's a fact. And so, yeah, I brought it on myself because obviously, yeah. But it is happened, so. I know how it feels to feel trapped and how, you know, it feels to have everybody judging you and nobody really helping you. Yeah, it's, yeah. I love how people come to Thank you. 